Welcome to the book study. I'm your host and instructional coach, Erica Warren, and I'm excited to learn together as we dissect some hot topics in education. Each season of the book study, we go chapter by chapter through a book, analyzing the author's perspective, the ideas pushed forward, and how these ideas operate in classrooms and schools. In this episode, we dive into chapter six of A Search for Common Ground by Drs. Frederick Hess and Pedro Noguera. This chapter is about the recent attention to social and emotional learning, a feel-good topic that Hess and Noguera agree is both oddly obvious and often poorly implemented. In general, I agree with the authors regarding SEL. I think schools should be spaces where students feel safe, supported, and academically challenged. I also agree that the obsession with testing has done much to make this obvious and necessary aspect of schools seem like an extra thing that teachers do if they have the time and training to do it. I've also seen how well-intentioned teachers can implement SEL at the expense of content instruction, only serving to widen educational gaps. At its core, the successful implementation of SEL does require us to think about school and culture differently. At the middle school level, I've experienced principals who define a good culture narrowly as one where students aren't getting in trouble and not necessarily as one where students are engaged in and enjoying deep learning. The high stakes testing cultures are directly at odds with creating cultures where students thrive. I think this is due to a lack of understanding that SEL is about positive school cultures and not about making kids feel good and the lack of understanding is because we never actually talk about culture and professional development in an integrated way. Over 80% of professional development focuses on teachers' content knowledge. 80%! Anyone who has been in a classroom knows that 80% of your day is not spent delivering content knowledge. It's a good chunk for sure, but we teach humans and humans need to feel humanized. If I were to spend 80% of my day delivering content knowledge, I'd be treating kids like they are containers to be filled up. What Paulo Freire would describe as the banking model of education. Instead, professional development, especially at the middle school level, really needs to shift to classroom cultures to support teachers in actually being able to create the types of classrooms where students learn challenging things at high levels. You don't get deep learning without it. In fact, in Linda Darling Hammond and Janine Oak's um, new book, Preparing Teachers for Deeper Learning, they conclude that teachers need to be able to design learning experiences that are personalized and contextualized, where students apply and transfer knowledge and learn in communities of practice, and that is constructed with an awareness of students' race, class, and gendered experiences that shape what they bring into the classroom and how they experience the classroom. These skills won't be developed in teachers if we spend 80% of professional development talking about content. The last point that Darling Hammond and Oakes make is where I find Hess to go off the rails, quite frankly. He has the privilege of experiencing a world where race, class, and gender, and ability and language are political topics rather than states of being and identities. One reason SEL is poorly implemented in schools is because so many programs fail to acknowledge the role students' identities play in our school cultures. A good culture isn't defined by disciplinary records, but by inclusivity. 
Unfortunately, in a society where 80% of teachers are white women and 60% of students are not white, it is important to discuss difference because difference shapes experiences, which means students will experience your classroom differently from the way you intended just because they experience the world differently. It also means that we have to understand that even in SEL, there is potentially problematic constructs. For example, and I love this one, in Eastern cultures, looking people directly in the eye is disrespectful, while in Western cultures, it is considered respectful. Teachers have to understand these things so that they don't develop a deficit construct toward our Asian students who never look them in the eye during class. Respect is an admirable trait to develop in students. It is also highly varied across contexts and cultures. This is why advocates like Dina Simmons warn that SEL can become racism with a hug if we privilege certain behaviors over others or if we uncritically step into blaming students who are justifiably angry about racism and microaggressions for not dealing with them in, a he in healthy ways. Like taking a slow deep breath is ever going to be sufficient response for racism. We must be capable of holding two thoughts simultaneously. One, SEL is necessary in schools. And two, SEL, when it is not designed critically, can work to perpetuate harm and silence students rather than heal and make space. That's all for today. Next week, we will dive into chapter seven on civics education, which I am very excited for as someone who facilitates social studies in my building. In the meantime, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Join the online Twitter conversation at hashtag the book study. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter at Mrs. Erica Reads. That's M-R-S-E-R-I-C-A-R-E-A-D-S. I will see you all next week.